Good morning, I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. It's good to have you with us here this morning for the Congregation of Prayer, Guide for Daily Meditation and Prayer Around God's Word. It's January 9th, 2023. Continue our catechesis through the infancy narratives, well, not quite, but uh, to the boy Jesus in the temple, actually moving towards baptism. So we're really in the epiphany narratives now. All right, and uh, we but we will return to our continuous readings through Genesis later this week. Good. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Okay, memory verse for this week. This is from... uh, Saint um, Peter, <laughs> I'm to remember which one. Saint Peter at uh, at Pentecost, right? So this is the exhortation to all those gathered at Pentecost. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to those afar off who are afar off. Excuse me, as many as the Lord our God will call. Acts 2, verses 38 through 39. Again, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Acts 2, verses 38 through 39. Our psalm this week is a fitting psalm for Epiphany, Psalm 72. Give the king your justice, O God, and your righteousness to the royal son. May he judge your people with righteousness and your poor with justice. Let the mountains bear prosperity for the people and the hills in righteousness. May he defend the cause of the poor and of the of the poor of the people. Give deliverance to the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. May they fear you while the sun endures and as long as the moon throughout all generations. May he be like rain that falls on the mown grass, like showers that water the earth. In his days the righteous flourish, and peace abound, till the moon be no more. May he have dominion from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. May desert tribes bow down before him, and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of the coastlands render him tribute. May the kings of Sheba and Seba bring gifts. May all kings fall down before him, All nations serve him, for he delivers the needy when he calls, the poor and him who has no helper. He has pity on the weak and the needy and saves the lives of the needy. From oppression and violence he redeems their life, and precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live. May gold of Sheba be given to him. May prayer be made for him continually, and blessings invoked for him all the day. May there be abundance of grain in the land on the tops of the mountains. May it wave. 
May its fruit be like Lebanon, and may people blossom in the cities like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever, his fame continue as long as the sun. May people be blessed in him, all nations call him blessed. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. And then it has the prayers of David, the son of Jesse, are ended. I don't remember that being in this psalm. All right, well, there it is. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our catechism for this week, fitting given that we will recognize the baptism of our Lord on Wednesday, is the sacrament of holy baptism. What is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word, which is that word of God. Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. What benefits does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins, rescues from death and the devil, and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the words and promises of God declare. Which are these words and promises of God? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. All right, our first reading today, uh, fitting accompaniment to our catechesis from Luke, will be from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Right? Um, so here you see a, a lovely expression uh, from Moses about uh, really the sermon theme from yesterday, that Jesus shows us what it means to live as a child of God, right? to be most human was the assertion I made in the sermon. In particular, to be about God's word throughout one's entire life. Uh, the word is not relegated to an hour on Sunday or, uh, you know, 30 minutes of catechesis each day, um, but it is to be upon our hearts and our minds throughout the day. And as we go about our work and as we consider uh, what to do or how to go about uh, what God has set before us that day, right? To actually consider what does God's word have to say or how does it um, play out? I've had a few of you that have taken advantage of uh, the Horner um, Bible reading method. That's where you have the, um, what is it? The 10 chapters, right? And you, uh, have bookmarks you go to just a chapter by chapter. It takes about 25 to 30 minutes a day, a tent, uh, typically, and uh, have responded quite well to this, have, have told me how um, they find that not only does the scripture interpret scripture, right? So reading various portions of scripture simultaneously means that you find those kind of intertestamental connections or inter, uh, even within books, but also um, that that word then has relevance t- uh, to life, Right that one or more of those scriptures will then be easily applied as you go about your work that day or what's been set before you, All right? Um, so there's a just a model example of how uh, maybe to go about a life of prayer, a life in God's word. 
which is uh, not specific to those sitting in ivory towers like pastor or teachers or uh, elders or something like that. Um, but it's the life, it's the life of all Christians, actually. It's the life lived in God's word. All right. Speaking of uh, Luke chapter two, this was our gospel text yesterday. You heard me preach upon it and you can go uh, listen or watch that sermon on the various streaming platforms. Be sure to go uh, like, subscribe, get notifications there. Uh, it helps promote the content so that others may uh, benefit from it as well. Yeah. Mom says agreed with the 10 chapter reading. Okay. Um, Jesus, right? His parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed, and his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject to them. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. All right. Um, the verse right before our text for today, it said that Jesus was filled um, with wisdom. All right, let me look in. I think there was a little bit more to it, right? It said, um, the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him, right? So filled with wisdom, all right? Who was the wisest man in the Old Testament? The one who asked for the gift of wisdom? That would be Solomon, of course. Right? And uh, so you're going to see lots of connections here. Um, whose son was he? That's right. Solomon was David's son. All right. What was Solomon's greatest accomplishment? <laughs> when I asked this to the children this morning, uh, one of them said, Oh, his many wives. And I'm like, oh, Well, I suppose in one sense, um, but we'll say his positive contribution. <laughs> that would be the temple, of course, Solomon's temple in Jerusalem. That's not the temple Jesus is in. This is the rebuilt temple, rebuilt by Herod, right? Finished about 20 years before his birth or so. All right. Um, verse 41, it said every year uh, his parents went to the feast of the Passover in Jerusalem, right? Right. So this is important, not, not just for them, but for Jesus. That Jesus kept the feast of the Passover each year, right? To fulfill, as you heard in the sermon yesterday, the sacrificial law. Jesus keeps um, the law. And so that's how he can show us what it what it actually means to be human, to be what God had made us has made us for, right? The law reveals our sin. So Jesus keeps the law, right? Uh, what was the Passover? Of course, Exodus 12 this is the annual feast where they recognized how the uh, angel of the Lord passed over the homes that were sprinkled with the blood um, over their doorway, right? And spared their lives, right? So the passing over of death of the firstborn. In Luke's gospel, I mean, it's mentioned here that they went every year, but only two times is it recorded, actually. All right. And so this is the first occasion. What would, what do you, best guess, when's the other occasion that the Passover is 
notice or noted in Luke's gospel. Yes, that would be at the end, right? At the death of Jesus. So here and at the death, there's actually quite a few bookends between the beginning and the end of uh, the book here. All right, so that's one. So you have the feast of the Passover at the beginning. Now we'll have the feast of the Passover again at the end. All right. Uh, why do we hear about Jesus visiting the temple specifically at age 12? They went every year, but why record the occasion at age 12? What do you think? Well, I think uh, it wouldn't be surprising to guess it's connected to the 12 tribes of Israel, right? The promise made to the 12 tribes of Israel of the Messiah. So it reminds us that Jesus has come to fulfill that work um, of redemption as promised, as promised. All right. Um, what did Jesus do at the end of the feast? What does it say there? The boy Jesus, verse 43, lingered behind in Jerusalem. How's that? All right. So he remained behind at the temple. Uh, again, maybe think of a story at the end of the book. That might sound familiar. That would be the uh, when the, with the Emmaus disciples, right? They're on the road after the feast. All right, so uh, people on the road after the feast, that would be the, uh, the road to Emmaus. That will come back here in a moment. Uh, how long did it take Mary and Joseph to find Jesus? Uh, yes, after three days, verse 46, they found him in the temple. All right, that reminds us of the end of the book again, right? That Jesus rose from the dead on the third day, right? Where do Mary and Joseph find him? In the temple, of course, right? Sitting with the teachers, listening and asking them questions, right? And again, this is connected again to the road to Emmaus, the journey away from Jerusalem, right? where Jesus is catechizing, that echoing back and forth um, with his disciples after his resurrection on the third day about how he carried out the work of redemption, right? What things, he says to them, happened in Jerusalem. And then, of course, he teaches them how they how he fulfilled the Old Testament scriptures. Again, here he's in the Old Testament temple, and then he shows how he fulfilled the Old Testament. All right, then you have this lovely contrast between verses 48 and 49. You've heard this before. Right? Do you not know um, that I have to be about my father's business? And uh, but Mary had said, "Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously." Right? Jesus, like us, has two fathers. Right? God is his father. Right? And he has responsibilities or duties to God, his father, first through third commandments. Right? You shall have no other gods. You should call upon the name of the Lord. Right? Um, listen to his word with preaching and teaching. Right? And study. And then he also is responsible, his duties under um, his earthly father. That would be uh, commandments 4 through 10, right? Of course, those are under God. All of them are under God, of course. Uh, but does Mary and Joseph understand Jesus? Verse 50, they did not understand the statement, right? Um, how can we then understand these words if Mary and Joseph couldn't? Well, we understand through faith, of course, but that... We know the end of the story, the other end, the book end, right? The real work of Jesus was to be his death and resurrection as written in the law um, and the prophets, right? So he's already about the fulfilling of that word. And then 51, as I said, he has two fathers, right? Uh, earthly father, he's subject or submissive to them, meaning he kept the fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother, right? Uh, that's important for our salvation too. He keeps the law. 
This is the key. He's not sinning by staying behind in the temple, nor is he sinning by leaving the temple and going back home with his parents. Right? This, these things were written for our instruction, as Paul would say, that uh, we are about both things. We honor our parents by being submissive to them and by being attentive to God's word. And again, like we saw in verse 40 um, last week, so you see here again with that wisdom, right? He grows in wisdom and stature, he gets taller, <laughs> and in favor uh, with God and men. All right. Our hymn this week, oh no, we have, uh, let's do a meditation first, then we'll sing the hymn. All right. Luke sets before us the son of David, the one greater than Solomon, who would be offered up as our Passover lamb. He fulfills the hopes of the 12 tribes of Israel and is content, or is the content, I should say, of the preaching of the 12 apostles. That is, this child is the center of all scripture. For all true theology is about this Christ. He is the one who has kept the law for us in every way, whether it be the annual Passover or the obedience to his parents under the fourth commandment. Even as he was missing here for three days, so after he was offered up at the feast, he would be raised again on the third day and be found teaching his disciples who had hoped to find him in Jerusalem. Right? So he's in Jerusalem being taught, if you like, growing in wisdom. At the end, he leaves Jerusalem going out with wisdom and really taking the temple too with him out. Right? The temple being his body. Good. All right, let's sing our hymn, To Jordan's River Came Our Lord. Uh, relatively new text. Composer was born in 1949, um, but uh, old tune, so should be fairly easy. Anointed Christ 
in glorious sight, as God's own choice from Adam's fall to save the world and free us all. Now rise, faint hearts, be resolute, this man is Christ, our substitute. He was baptized in Jordan's stream, proclaimed Redeemer, Lord Supreme. Very good. All right, let's pray our collect for the week. O Lord, mercifully receive the prayers of your people who call upon you, and grant that they both perceive and know what things they ought to do, and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. We pray, Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for the gift of holy baptism, whereby we are made disciples of our Lord Jesus Christ and given the gift of salvation. Teach us to believe that baptism is not just plain water, but that it is the water included in Jesus' command to baptize the nations and combined with God's word. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We pray this day for faith to live in the promises of holy baptism, for all vocations and daily work, for the unemployed, for the salvation and well-being of our neighbors, for our schools, our homeschools, our colleges and seminaries, and for good government and peace. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray with uh, Bobby, who celebrated her birthday yesterday, with Bill, who celebrated his baptism. Pray for our households, especially that of Justin, Tanya, Chad and Mindy, Jack, Ron and Sandra, and Randy. Pray for our catechumens, Christian, Wyatt, Aaliyah, Lydia, Charlie, Kaylee, and Kimberly. Pray for those ill receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Joe, Kelsey, Walt, Christopher, Dan, Brad, Ron, Marla, Betty, Pat, Merlin, Heidi, and Dick. We pray for our homebound, Ed, Paul, Pauline, our mission of the month, which is the Urban Ministry of the South Wisconsin District. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger, and I pray that you would that I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. So that was a new experience. I haven't had a dropout since we got the fiber. Probably just bad connection with the server there. So um, hopefully everybody was able to jump back on. Um, it's good to have you with us here today for our Congregation of Prayer. Come to you each morning at about 9 a.m. We'll do it again tomorrow. 
hearing about John the Baptist, and then Wednesday we'll hear of the baptism of our Lord, which we'll also celebrate with divine service in the evening. So lots of opportunity to rejoice in the gift of our baptism throughout the week. Um, you can go back and listen or watch yesterday's divine service. Uh, it's available on all the streaming platforms. The uh, sermon and the um, Bible study are available as separate videos on YouTube and as podcast. So uh, I prefer podcasts myself. You can listen a little bit faster than normal speed. So uh, reminds me to uh, slow down because if it's way too fast, then uh, of course I'm speaking too fast. All right. So God be with you all. Keep you safe. I hope to see you again in the morning. We thank you for listening to this podcast from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church Sermon Center in Random Lake, Wisconsin. If this podcast is of benefit to you, please consider supporting the work of St. John by visiting stjohnrandomlake.org, that's stjohnrandomlake.org, slash support, and give today.